I'm Alex Mito. And I'm James Milley. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. All right. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and we're one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I'm also one of our two hosts here on the Artist Business Plan, along with my partner, James Milley. We now reach over 5,000 monthly listeners in over 70 countries around the globe, and that is growing every single week. Today, we are lucky enough to have Justin Anthony here with us on the mic. Justin is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to organize and manage your art business. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what he has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Justin Anthony and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Justin Anthony is a social entrepreneur driven by his desire to be part of something that measures success, not just by a bottom line, but by its contribution to society. His current company, Artwork Archive, has spent the last decade arming artists with the tools they need to get organized, manage their business, and share their art with the world. It is now used by thousands of artists in over 100 countries. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Justin. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Happy to be on. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Just so you all know, we also have a code here for you from Artwork Archive. So all you listeners out there will get 20% off your first year using Artwork Archive, which is great. And you'll learn a lot more about it in this show. And you can find that at www.artworkarchive.com slash superfine. And that link will also be in the show notes. So check that out. Now, before we dive into it, Justin, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? My mother works in watercolors and makes the names. She always creates a, a painting with the names of any of their friends and family's children. So even to this day, when any of my friends have a child, she still creates a painting for them, kind of transforming animals into letters that hangs over the cribs of pretty much every single one of my friends I grew up with and everything. So that's my first uh, memory. That is so cool. And we ask this question to everybody who comes on the show. I think what's really cool about it is you get to see how people's really early interactions with usually with their family or with someone you know who was older and special to them at the time has formed what they do today. So I always like to say like, 
if you're listening to this and you're a parent, I mean, think about how you expose your kids to art and culture because it is going to stick with them and it's going to have an impact on what they do with their life. So thank you so much for sharing, Justin. I, I can't, by the way, on, on that topic of the, the children thing, I cannot tell you how much I'm seeing that in my everyday life as I have a two-year-old right now. And I love the idea of not worrying about being good at something or focusing on the medium or anything like that. Just the process of creating and the freedom that comes with it and watching where they take it is so amazing and I think translates into other aspects of their life. So it's just, it's amazing to see those kind of tiny wheels turning. Yeah, no, I can totally imagine. And it's, I think it's such like a healthy thing to do. I mean, like we have so many things and this is a bit of a tangent, but there's so many things that kids can do, video games, iPads, whatever. And, you know, they have their place, I guess, but, you know, letting kids actually explore and get involved in art and exposing them to it, I think is such a like wonderful Thing to ground them and so I, I i agree with you completely and for those parents worrying about the correlatory between like in-class attendance college graduation rates attendance all that stuff there's tons of data on early exposure to art and music and just the arts in general that has a dramatic impact on uh, on that stuff but that's that's a whole nother podcast yeah i was i was gonna say we have to do a podcast on that because that's such an interesting topic and like how artists could actually use that information to think about how they're reaching out and selling their art as well. It could be very for sure. Let's get that one on the agenda for the next time around. All right. <laughs> um, but I want to jump in and learn a little bit more about Artwork Archive and what you guys do. So the first thing I want to ask you is really what inspired you to create this platform that improves the life and business for artists? You know, it, it was really the brainchild of my exponentially more intelligent co-founder, John. His mother is an oil painter from Colorado Springs, Colorado. A little over a decade ago, had her computer crash and lost every bit of data she had on her career. And, you know, at the time, pretty much every system that existed was, you know, either a glorified spreadsheet or something that resided on a single device. So John set out to create a solution that was really more custom tailored to fit the needs of a modern day artist and built it first and foremost for his mother. And I think everyone can relate to, you know, losing a hard drive at some point. And, you know, there wasn't a cloud-based solution. And so when we started talking about it, I had uh, a lot of artist friends and worked in that world. So we were able to just get a lot of people in a room and start iterating and gathering feedback and, you know, set out to do something that was kind of unapologetically unsexy, you know, focusing exclusively on the business of art. You know, at, at the time I had uh, a bar that had a gallery wall that, that serviced local area artists um, that, that's still going to this day. And we would get invoiced on post-its. I mean, there was just all these things that were so chaotic and unprofessional. And there were so many little things that, that, that we felt we could help streamline and simplify that, you know, it was really born out of his brain in an effort to help his mother. And, you know, 90% of the evolution of the product since then has been directly from artist feedback. I love that. I mean, I love any, you know, product or service where the origin is like a serious problem that an individual faced. And then someone being like, in this case, her son being like, okay, how can we solve this problem? 
And I also like, you know, and I would say you called it unapologetically unsexy, the business of art. But I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. And this is perfect for us, you know. It's sexy to me. You know, when there's this denial that I think happens with all creatives because there's, you know, the business aspect tends to, you know, in some people's view, you know, impinge upon the, you know, the integrity of being an artist or, you know, sully it somehow when the reality is, is if you want to make a living doing what you love, if you are an artist, you are an entrepreneur you are a business owner. So I, I love this idea. And, and, and part of this is, and I, I'm not going to go on a rant on this, but I, I think anybody with, involved with Artwork Archive also has a fairly strong opinion about how ill-equipped a lot of creatives are coming out of traditional art educations or art backgrounds because the business of art is not always something that's really taught, which is why you have, you know, people coming out of programs with, you know, they're set free with a boundless amount of creativity and not a ton of wherewithal on the business side. And this is not true of all programs, but it does tend to be a fairly generalized theme. So we just loved the idea of really single-mindedly focusing on those aspects that would help save you time, help you present like a pro, and organize all the more mundane aspects of your career so you can spend more time in the studio doing what you love. Justin, I love that, and I couldn't agree more. So artists out there, I mean, using something like Artwork Archive, save time, present more professionally, and ultimately spend more time in the studio doing what you love. These things are so important, and you're totally right that like traditional art education traditionally has not really touched on these business skills that are so important. So having a product like yours or a service like yours to be able to, you know, have help artists streamline and simplify these difficult things, it's, it's so important. So, I mean, if you're an artist out there listening, this is kind of where your brain needs to be just to make it easier for you to actually create your work and have fun doing it. No matter what system you use, the concept of having, you know, first and foremost, a central repository to organize your artwork, your contacts, the locations you work with, your exhibitions, your sales, your expenses, your professional documents, like your CV and statement and all that stuff. Having all that stuff within reach of your fingertips makes life so much easier when you're applying for grant or a residency or submitting to a gallery. Um, it, it, it really does help streamline things and having the peace of mind that, that comes with knowing everything you have is under one roof goes a long way. Guys, the peace of mind of knowing that you have everything under one roof, it goes a really long way. You have this central repository, you're organizing all your artwork, everything that goes along with it. I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. That makes a ton of sense to me. Artwork Archive, I've gone through your website and know a little bit about what you do. And I've seen that, you know, it's a better way to organize and manage your art career. And that's something that at Superfine, we really get behind as well in helping artists manage their art career and make good business decisions. You just gave me a bunch of them, but what are some, let's say, give it like two or three of the top ways Artwork Archive does help artists organize and manage their career. Let's put a fine point on it. And- sure. So, so I'd say first and foremost, the, the putting, uh, putting organization to chaos is, I think, one of the main things that, that helps artists. So whether it's, as I mentioned, you know, contact management, where is my artwork at any given time? What am I producing? Who am I selling to? All of the things that you take for granted, all of the data, your documents, et cetera, 
putting organization to chaos is one of the main kind of tiers or, or, or focuses on, on what we do. When it comes to the management side, these are the types of things that if you're an emerging artist, you have the tools you need to kind of establish yourself, start establishing your legacy, present like a pro, all of those things. If you're a mid-career artist or a later career artist, you're thinking more about your legacy and you have a lot of other people you're working with. So managing those relationships, that customer relations management is a really big aspect of what we do. And then lastly, from a presentation standpoint, how do you share who you are as an artist and showcase your work? There are just countless features in the system that allow you to do that on a private basis, on a more public basis. You can generate professional reports and all kinds of presentation type things that normally you'd have to use multiple pieces of software to do. We try to simplify that so you can present your work professionally, share who you are as an artist, because for a lot of people, you know, myself being much more on the collector side, finding out who you are as an artist and learning more about your story is every bit as important to me as whether or not I like your work. The, you know, the last two or three things I've bought, I purchased more out of the love for the artist and the love for their story than for the actual work itself. Yeah. And that's a I, two things I just want to pull out of this. That's a really good point. I always love having someone on here who does collect art because it's such a great perspective for artists to to have. And I completely agree with you. In my opinion, what differentiates art from decor or you know, just something you buy to make your house look good is the artist, it's the artist's story. And I always tell artists that people are buying a piece of you. They're not just buying a piece that looks good. So having that information, that story front and center is not only important, it's kind of essential to the purchase and to the relationship that you build with your collectors. Yeah, no, that's that. That's you're totally you're totally right. I, you know, the other half of Artwork Archives business is collectors and institutions all around the world. So we have, in you know, in addition to the platform for artists, we've got another half that's for individual collectors, small estates, and you know, multinational institutions, nonprofits, etc. And so I get to interact with collectors every single day, most of my day, and I can tell you, with very few exceptions, and when I say exceptions. There are certainly people that look at art as purely the investment, and there's certainly going to be those people that say, I need a yellow painting above my fireplace to match the wall or whatever. Um, but the 80% rule when I'm talking to these collectors, when I ask, what's the why of the buy? Like, what prompted you? It's some interaction with the artist or some story about the artist or some connection that was made that lives outside the work of art itself. And it's also why some of the most successful artists you'll ever meet have a lot of repeat business. They spend time cultivating those relationships and continue to double down on maintaining those relationships and growing those relationships that lead to further business. And it's, you know, that's, that's one of those kind of key aspects when I see like, what are some of the key elements to some of the more successful artists? A lot of them are just great contact managers they're relationship builders they're they're people that really value those relationships and understand the importance of telling their story and they do it well and 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 that's what leads to long-term relationships yeah absolutely and you just gave me a great seg into my second point uh in response to your to your response you know you mentioned a customer relationship management crm and that's something that in the business world we use constantly it's so important and it's, you know, it really allows you, and I believe Artwork Archive 
serves in some way a function of a CRM, correct? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of built, you know, not just who bought what, when, who you met at what art fair, you can group your, you know, contacts, you can, maybe you've got professional contacts like shippers or insurers or anything like that. So it can manage all that, but it also has a scheduling system so that it's so easy to get caught up in the studio and lose all track of time and deadlines, et cetera. We have a whole entire built-in scheduling system that the second you enter the submission deadline for an upcoming exhibition or a follow-up that you have with a particular client, you can sync that with your phone or your calendar. And it's not only going to do that, but it's also going to send you an email at the beginning of that week. So you don't forget those things that might get lost in the shuffle of everyday life. Yeah. And artists listening out there, if you're thinking, well, this is kind of above me or like, I don't know how to use it. I will tell you that a CRM, a customer relationship management software changes your life. It's like, you know, where your notes in your phone are just like kind of remembering that someone liked your art in some city at some time. I mean, it changes that it like offloads all that stress. And then all you're doing is just being reminded, Hey, this person, you met them. They said they wanted art in two months when they got their new house. Today's the day to follow up with them. I mean, I don't know exactly how Artwork Archive works, but I mean, when we started- No, I mean, you're you're describing it. So, you know, you and I, before this started, you were talking about, you know, some of the, the house stuff you have going on. And, you know, I could, as an artist, if I'm listening to that, put a little note in saying, I know that construction or move in or XYZ is going to happen on such and such date. Send me a reminder to follow up. And so it's just a, a great way. But I do, I do love the idea of kind of set it and forget it when it comes to grant, residency, gallery submissions, exhibition deadlines. I like having that all in one place so that I don't have to remember everything. The system can just let me know when I need to worry about something. Yes. And you, you would be surprised like what your brain does creatively when it's not having to do that, when you've offloaded that responsibility to an app or a platform where now you have more time to think about like what you're actually making, what you're developing your style and other things. So yeah, you have to like front end load and learn a new system. But once you've learned it, it's ultimately so freeing to have a, a, a CRM managing. And I'm speaking from experience. So I, I have to write that somewhere on our website because that was the most eloquent way I've heard that stated. It really <laughs> does free up this creative bandwidth that is so easily weighed down by all this other stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I want to underscore one more thing from what you said, Justin, and then move on to the next question. And that's just the why of the buy. And I love that way you said that the why of the buy and 80% of the collectors that you've spoken to saying that it's relationships that are bringing them back and, you know, to buy work from, from a specific artist. I think that's so cool for artists to just know that people like us who are in the industry working with collectors as well, like hearing this time and time again, it, should influence the way you think about how you market your work and where you market your work and who you reach out to. So I, I think that's a really cool thing to. And, and to if you know. need an analogy, think about if you like a particular musician, you're going to buy or look out for their future albums. If you like a particular actor, you're assuming that the next film they're in is probably something you're going to be interested in. There, there's really no difference um, with that in the in the art world. Because, And I love seeing artist evolution. If you've got a new series or are exploring a new medium or something like that, like I want to see it. It's, it's intriguing to me because I, I, I love seeing artists' career paths. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really the analogy to, you know, to movies and to albums, I mean, it really goes the same for visual art. I think that's a really cool thing for artists to understand that it's not a one-off. And when you have that CRM, you'll know that 
if that person bought from you today, that maybe six months or maybe one year from now is a great time to great time to follow up and say, how do you like that painting? I have a new series coming out. Love for you to see it like virtually or in person, or I'll be at super fine art fair in whatever city. Like that's such a cool thing you can do. And, and realizing that those relationships are really what drives it. I, I could not agree more. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about administration. So sure. a lot of our artists have a problem with the administrative aspect of their careers, which we've talked about a little bit here, like just kind of the the nuts and bolts of it. And how would you say Artwork Archive compares to representation for an artist, whether like a gallery or a manager? And would you say that when an artist has a gallery or manager, does Artwork Archive still provide some tools for them that they can use? Yeah. And we, you know, we work in both situations. I would say I wouldn't even say it's half and half, but 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 we certainly have, as time has evolved and that traditional, you go to art school, you get gallery representation, that's your path to success has changed and the rise of the Instagram fame and all these other tools that have emerged and, and so many people that have come up through non-traditional means or have been discovered via non-traditional outlets you know, the world as art has, cha- uh, has changed so significantly. So whether you are someone who's a self-starter artist that has no formal background and are marketing yourself, there's plenty of aspects of the platform that work. If you're working directly with galleries, certainly it will dramatically streamline that relationship. We have so many artists that give logins to their gallerists when there's a really tight you know, relationship there. We have so many situations where an artist is working directly with their assistant or their agent or things like that. But it's every bit is useful. So if you're if you're someone that's coming up or mid-career, or if you're just alone and don't have those additional resources to lean on, it becomes your studio assistant. If you're someone that does have those resources, it becomes something that you can collaborate on with that additional resource and streamline that collaboration process. So you want to get something in the hands of your gallery manager. There are a number of ways to dramatically streamline whatever process you have right now, which is send an email, drop in a bunch of attachments, the back and forth. This way you can just really add a lot of efficiencies to that relationship that make it that, that make it easier for them to work with you and more desirable for you to be worked with from their perspective. Yeah, I, I love how you said that dramatically streamlining your relationships with galleries and your additional resources. And I'm going to kind of chime in here with a bit of observational knowledge. So we've worked with galleries at Superfine and I've, you know, I, I mean, I've dated an artist, I've known plenty of artists who work with galleries. So galleries are also often solo entrepreneurs with limited support staff and limited infrastructure. And limited time. Limited time as well. I mean, think about it. You're one of 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 artists they might represent. Sometimes they need that additional help. So what you said about it making it more desirable for them to work with you, the more organized you are, I could not agree more. Because we had, we've had galleries in Superfine that have seven or eight artists that they have to gather images and gather, you know, file like uh, uh, dimensions and prices and everything from, and it can be a mission. So I mean, we do it as an art fair. We gather from 70 to 80 artists every time we have a fair. And I can tell you it is a mission. 
so using a tool like this, it's not like the benefit ends when you have those additional resources or representation. It's going to help you actually collaborate with them. And I, I completely agree with you, Justin. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I've been in similar situations to you. You know, I there, there's a the festival that I've been involved with curating for for a, a number of years, and then even with the small little gallery wall at the bar, I can tell you that those artists you know are going to deliver all on time be professional, be able to give you the information you need in a quick, easy to read, kind of clean, elegant fashion. Those are the ones you're going to work with because it's so much less of a hassle and it, and it makes your life so much easier. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it just, it makes everyone's life easier to be organized and any tool that's going to help you do that is just going to make it just a much better relationship. And honestly, it makes you stand out in the eyes of, you know, galleries and I will say as a fair, like our model's very different, but the artists who are super organized and super together, A, they always do better in the show. Always. Like without fail, they do better. They sell more art and they get more, better relationships in the future. But B, we're much more apt to invite them to come do a special installation or or something different at a, at a fair they maybe haven't done before because we know that we can work with them on that. And you don't always know you can't. So being able to present yourself that way is super important. I would say that holds true, by the way, for, you know, when you're submitting to grants or anything that has a jurying process, when you're going through that as a jurist, it is so refreshing to see that someone clearly is a professional. They take it seriously. You're you're obviously going to evaluate on artistic, you know, excellence and all the other criteria that's that's set in place by that particular exhibition or whatever you're jurying for. But honestly, any jurist would be lying to you if they told you they didn't find it refreshing to see things super dialed, super professional, well-organized, because it shows you're taking it seriously. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, really, like I'm coming with the art fair perspective, but I mean, you know, anywhere where there's another person on the other side making a decision about you, and we're talking anywhere from college admissions to like a, a juried art show to an art fair to whatever it may be. Like anytime there's someone else on the other end evaluating you, it's not just the quality or the talent that you're bringing to the table. It's like how easy that you make it for them and how professional you are is like, it's, it's an unwritten rule or unwritten component that really, I, I believe is one of the most important. And at, even with us, like, you know, it does cost money to participate in our fair, but we won't take someone if they're not demonstrating professionalism. Sure on the way there because we know that at the, like once we get to the point where we actually need information and we need marketing materials we know that if they're not demonstrating professionalism early that they probably won't develop it over the time so showing up and showing that at the beginning i think is is critical and, and i totally agree with you there justin so we are going to come right back and justin is going to tell you more of what you want to know about marketing your art online and so much more but first a message from our sponsors New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, 
but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world slash offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And we are back. Okay, so Justin, we've gone into some really cool stuff about Artwork Archive and what you're doing with artists and how artists can be better organized. We're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about marketing. We know how important it is to promote your art online. What do you see as an important trait that more successful artists practice with their online presence? Focus. And what I mean by that is I think it's really, really easy to get caught up with whatever the next next is. So, oh my gosh, Clubhouse is out there. I got to get on there. Oh, Instagram is out. I got to do this. There's always going to be a new shiny thing. And I think it's really important to kind of take a step back, take a look at who's purchased from you before. What are the most successful outlets? How did people discover you and double down on what's working? You know, when you're initially kind of dipping your toes in the world of online marketing, I think it's fine to explore various platforms, but do what you can to create kind of micro tests to determine, are these the thing, like, is this a good fit? Does this feel true to me as an artist? Is this where I think other artists or peers or people that have similar kind of, you know, careers to me have had success, but above all else, filter out the chaff as fast as possible. Do not spread yourself too thin and try to narrow it down to one or two outlets you feel you're getting the most benefit out of and focus on those because it is so easy to fall into either analysis paralysis, which is, oh my gosh, which outlet is the right thing for me or what, you know, it's so easy to fall prey to that. And it's so easy to get caught up into what the next thing is. You know, we have a finite amount of time, money and resources. So I think it's really critical to identify those things that are working best for you. If I talk about just kind of like very basic stuff, I I think it is important for all artists to have a, a solid website. And it can be a basic website that has some examples of your work and that really does a good job telling your story as an artist. I think that's kind of like the core foundation. And then when it comes to kind of social outlets and things like that, you know, speaking from a collector's perspective, there's absolutely no question that Instagram has been kind of the darling of that world for the last few years. And I don't see that changing over much um, in the next few years focus, narrow it down to one or two platforms. And as your core foundation, make sure you have a website that you feel, you know, accurately portrays who you are as an artist and showcases some of your better work. Now, there may be no silver bullet, but that was gold. So artists, take a step back, look at your most successful outlets and channels that you're selling work through and that you're meeting collectors through, and really double down on what's working. And that's something that, you know, in business, we often call the 80-20 principle, like, you know, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. And I, you mentioned like being time limited, Justin, and for artists and solo entrepreneurs, I think that's even more important. It's not like you have a team of people, maybe you do. And if you do, that's awesome. But, you know, you don't have one person for Clubhouse, one for Instagram, one for TikTok, one for this. I mean, you kind of have your time and dividing it in like, yeah, like if you're new to it, get out there and, you know, and see what works for you. 
But once you've seen what works for you, like get through that part as quickly as possible and narrow it down. I, I could not agree more. And we've done that a lot with Superfine, even this podcast. I mean, this podcast, doing it twice a week, the, the listenership has grown so quickly and it's been fun. I get to talk to interesting people all the time. And it's, you know, there's other things out there that I don't think are as fun, like making YouTube videos doesn't really work for me, but for someone else, maybe they love it. They're great with, you know, graphic design skills and that's what they want to do, but I enjoy interviewing people. So pairing up the things that you really like to do and are good at with the actual things you spend your time on, in my opinion, you will see results. And if, if that's, if I might be paraphrasing a bit what you said, Justin, but I, uh, no, no, it's, it's, uh, I think that's, that's really succinct. And, and honestly, don't discount the old school. Like the, you know, I talked about some of the the things I see to be common elements in some of the more successful artists that we work with. And going back to this kind of collector curation, collector management, like building up your collector base is, is huge. And I can tell you, this is a great example. The other day, someone who doesn't do social, like I know this artist, they don't do social, they don't have a great website or anything, but they send an email out once a month that is just a general update on what they're up to with a sample or two of some of the works they're they're working on. And that keeps me hooked. I always want to pay attention to that. I look forward to that email. So don't don't discount some of the more traditional forms of communication and marketing because some of that tried and true stuff really works well. Yeah, I agree guys don't discount the old school methods. I mean, building up your collector base, we talked a lot about the CRM and, you know, in, uh, we'd love for you to use our work archive, but even if you just, you know, have a list and you check in with people, you know, once a month or whatever, once every six months that you do, you know, that does have a lot of value. And the email newsletter also has a lot of value. I think the important thing, and I agree with you on the initial thing, focus, right? The important thing is, not to get caught up into do the things you do well and not be like, okay, this person over here is doing it. Now I have to do it and kind of get yourself stuck in that. I think it's important to do it and it keeps you authentic and it keeps, it keeps things just moving nicely. So I want to move on to our next question, Justin. Artwork Archive also has really great resources for artists and great blog content. I actually know a lot of people who've uh, written guest blog content for you, which I'm excited about. So how do you, I guess I just answered a little bit, but how do you all create this content and what tips could you offer for an artist or an artistic entrepreneur on how to level up their own online content and marketing? Definitely. Thank you for that, that positive feedback. I Content to us, we, we made a decision early on that we wanted to do well by doing good. And part of that doing good for all of us was having at least a very significant component of the company that provided free resources to artists. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about, you know, focusing on what's true to you and what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, all of us genuinely love to write and to produce content. And a lot of us have some, you know, either educational backgrounds or affiliations on that front. So we've got great resources to pull from. The other side of the thing is, because of the other side of the business, we constantly interact with gallerists of all types, conservators, appraisers, collectors, curators, just people from all over the world that you know play key roles in the world of art. So we're constantly peppered with all of this great feedback. Katie Carey, one of the team members who's kind of the, the primary editor, is a powerhouse. She is 
you know, such a wonderful, thoughtful creator of content. And then every single member of the team is required to do at least a half hour a day of customer support. So everyone's got their finger on the pulse of what artists are asking about, what struggles they're facing. And so I, I guess the the short version is really, really focus on the things you're good at. Focus on what your audience is asking for. Um, and, and that's probably the best tip I could give. If you're If you're trying to build do any kind of content marketing or have any kind of content library or, or to put out information that's going to draw people in really paying attention to what posts are performing the best, what's getting the most interaction and what your audience is asking for more of is really kind of a key, key thing to focus on. But we, while we do do some guest posts, um, 90 plus percent of the content is generated within our own walls. And we've chosen to do that because of an additional point I want to make, which is your voice. You will notice that the voice and the flavor and the feel of everything we put out is uniform. Um, it's, it's true to who we are as a company. It's true to the audience we try to cultivate. Um, and that's really hard when you aggregate. You'll see a ton of sites that just, you know, aggregate a bunch of content from different sources, which is not right. It's not wrong. It's just harder to control the messaging and the overall voice. And I think it's much easier to establish kind of a cohesive, coherent brand and messaging structure when you're generating that stuff in-house. It's also harder, but it's worth the time. You know, we've got millions and millions of readers from all over the world that that consume our content and that's that's huge for us we love it that's incredible and and i actually didn't know that you did 90 percent of it in-house which is really cool and uh and i'm glad that a couple people i know managed to be a couple of the, the guests that you did have i really want to underscore something that you said justin which is focus on what your audience is asking for more of and you know whether this relates to artists out there and a, a lot of artists that i've encountered also want to share some of their best practices, whether that's with actually creating art. Um, I had Ken Goshen on here a couple of weeks ago. He's an amazing uh, contemporary classical painter, and he has a great uh, uh, online channel for showing people how to make art like that, I, or whether you have tips on how to make the best of an art fair. So a lot of artists beyond creating art, you want to do something and share your knowledge and expertise with people. So you might end up you know, finding that content is something that you really like to do. So focusing on what your audience is asking for more of, and then kind of going back to the previous question of focusing on what you are good at and like doing. And that is really key. I mean, I've noticed very much, Justin, that you guys have really leaned into a content strategy, which is incredible. It doesn't work for every single company or every single artist or every single person, but if you're good at it and you like it, it really can work for you. So I love that you brought it home with that. So all right. So Justin, this has been an amazing conversation. I want to just bring it all the way back home for our listeners out there. What call to action do you want to share with our listeners so that they can take full advantage of Artwork Archive and the tools that you offer for artists? I, I would love everyone to check it out. I, I think, you know, we've got a free 30-day trial. It's a great opportunity to explore the platform, to see all it has to offer. You know, there's video tutorials, there's live chat and all types of things that can help kind of you on your journey. And and whether or not you end up choosing that as your platform, I would encourage everyone to, you know, open yourself up to the idea of of looking for that kind of central hub for your business because 
you know, as you pointed out, it frees up that mental bandwidth to be more creative. It allows you to present as a pro. It's going to have so many distinct advantages for your career and just dramatically accelerate. Um, and, and, and it's going to dramatically accelerate your career, but also it's going to make your life a lot easier. Um, there, you know, I mentioned the peace of mind. So if I can't tell you how many times we get a note saying having all this in one place, just, you know, I, I can breathe easier knowing that it's never going to get lost. I always know where that information is. So, yeah. And, and then the other kind of wrap up advice I would give is, you know, going back to that analysis paralysis comment I made earlier that like, let that hold true for pretty much everything you're looking at, you know, uh, COVID's happening. How do I sell my art online? There's so many different platforms out there. It can be so daunting. Try not to get caught up with the wide variety of opportunities that are out there and just focus on the things that are working directly for you and keep it simple. At the end of the day, as a buyer of art, I don't care if you're on Shopify or don't have a buy now button or any of that stuff. The fact that you don't gives me a chance to get to know you and we'll figure out how to do the transaction over the phone or over email or something like that. And and I only mention this online transaction side of things because it has been so asked about in the last year, which platform is the best? What features do I need to have? And there's just, you know, don't feel the need to commoditize your art or have some kind of bulletproof online e-commerce solution. Give people the ability to reach out to you and it'll give you a better opportunity to form a relationship with them. Guys, avoid analysis paralysis. Keep it simple and do what works for you. And then look for that central hub for your career. And it's going to make your life easier. We could not agree with you more, Justin. To all of you business artists out there, Justin has been here with us today sharing some really amazing tips and perspective with you. You're definitely going to want to go back and take notes you can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Justin, you can follow Artwork Archive on Instagram. Remember, you can use that code at www.artworkarchive.com superfine for 20% off your first year at Artwork Archive. It also seems like they have a 30-day trial, so you definitely want to jump on that and take advantage as well. As always, remember that we are Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share anytime that you're listening to, enjoying, and benefiting from the artist business plan. And once again, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping artists and artist entrepreneurs just like yourselves find us and benefit from our guests and our own perspective as well. As always, I would like to wrap up this class by sharing a quick and relevant quote with you all. And the quote today I like a lot, and it is, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, and that is Lao Tzu. Justin, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we're so grateful to you. Of course. Thanks again for the opportunity. You're welcome. And everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. 
For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at Superfine Art Fair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world. 